Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday night, and uh, normally it's the Mahai podcast, uh, but tonight it's going to be a little bit more of an intimate affair, so we're going to call this uh, Mahai podcast lover sessions. It's just me and your smooth-talking Dr. Detroit. How you doing, Mr. D? Oh, man, I'm, I'm doing well, man. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me, giving me a chance to hang out with you, but yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm excited. To be a part of another Mile High podcast. Yeah, I think you've been on like one, maybe two, but uh, Mr. James, unfortunately, is having to take some time away. And uh, Dr. Troit has uh, graciously, you know, decided or helped, accepted uh, our uh, offer to step in and help co-host a bunch of these shows. So uh, I'm so excited for you to be here. I love Dr. Troit. I've never like actually met Dr. Detroit in person. Um <laughs> But uh, from just talking on Zoom and, you know, him being a part of the Santori show, I, uh, you know, you're just like one of the genuinely good dudes. And I love having you wow. being a part of Truckee Pacific. So thank you so much wow. for helping us out. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure. I'm intrigued and, and just excited when I, you know, about what you guys have been doing. Because this is something I wanted to get into, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know about it. And it's, it's rough trying to do something by yourself and, uh, and trying to recreate the wheel. So when I... Just everything I learned from hanging out with you guys is, and what you do, what you're doing now is something I want to continue to do and learn from. So, yeah, it's it's an honor, dude. Honestly, yeah. well, I, I, I really appreciate it. And honestly, it's something that um, this is like my baby. So, because it's just you and me, and you know, maybe like two or three people on YouTube. I don't know. Um, we're, it's going to be basically. It's there's no format tonight. It's just me and uh, Doctor talking. So, right. Um, right. Well. What? Oh my God! Chris is showing up. Boy, we actually have Chris. He's coming in. We didn't. There he is. <laughs> so, you know, about maybe five years ago, um, I was working at a job, working like seventy hours a week, and I was just not enjoying life at that time. And you know, I've always been a writer. Okay, so um, I was really heavy into writing when I was in college and high school, but gave it up. You know, I, I just stopped writing for whatever reason. Um, basically life got in the way. Um, what's up, Chris? How you doing? Welcome to Mile High Podcast Story Time. Welcome. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was in this job working 70 hours a week, busting my ass, never getting to see my family. And uh I used to listen to these podcasts by Kevin Smith. Uh, are you familiar with Kevin Smith's work? Yeah, like Clerks, you know, Dogma, all that good stuff. Um, his podcast, man, you know, some are real inspirational, oddly inspirational. That dude has a really good message. And he's just like, because he's somebody who started from literally nothing and came out of nothing, made it, did things his own way. And now he's a fucking pop culture icon, right? So, Something about his story like really spoke to me and, you know, it really got me into, um, I, I've had this idea in my head about this, this sci-fi story with a kid and his dad. And I've had it for a really long time. And 
Kevin Smith, he had one of these, um, uh, well, on one of his podcasts, he's like, you know, nobody is going to tell your story. You need to tell your story because nobody else is going to do it. And if they do it, they're not going to do it the way that you want them to. And it's like, yes, I, I haven't been writing for 20 years, uh, but I have this idea kicking my head and he's right. And there's nobody's going to tell this story. So um, you're like, how does this relate to Chucky Pacific and Mile High Podcast? Let me put the, the two and two together. So Kevin Smith, you know, go out there, just create stuff, just get out there and, and get your voice out there and just like, keep moving forward, keep learning, keep getting better. Um, and then just like, keep creating and, you know, I am a creative person and when I'm not creating, I get very grumpy and I get very sullen. Um, so I started writing blog posts and blog posts turned into scripts and scripts turned into short stories, short stories turned into books. Um, I've got to meet Kevin Smith, which is one of the highlights of my life. Um, but after that, I, you know, I, I wrote this, this race through space book. I started writing another one. I have all these scripts behind me. And then I'm like, what else do I love to do? I love to fucking smoke weed. And I love talking with James and our friend of the show, DW. So like we would get together during uh, like barbecues and whatnot. And we just, we just sit around a table talking about Star Wars, talking about Star Trek, talking about politics, talking about weed, uh, smoking a shit ton of weed. I'm like, why don't we record this and put it on the air? And James uh, is, you know, he's the perfect foil, right? So he, I'm like, James, do you want to do this? And James is up for literally anything. So, he, so he's like, yeah, why not? And that he inspired me to be more of a why not kind of guy. So I'm like, you know, why not? Let's, you know, let's try to, let's integrate Santori into this. Why not? Let's get, you know, Dr. Detroit on here. Why not? Let's get Chris in here. Why not? I mean, like, you know, we, him and I are both like, let's create, let's keep coming with different ideas. Um, and the more we create, the better we get. And if you look at the first shows that we did, literally our first episode of the Mile High podcast, you'll never be able to hear because James's brother, Chris, deleted the motherfucking show it was the funniest show that we've done in two and a half years of doing the show. The first show was by far the funniest show, and it's lost because Chris fucking deleted it. And now you're looking at now. I mean, we have professional comedians. We have fucking Chris Crew on tonight. Uh, we had Nicole Gorey last week. We have um, uh, people in the, the marijuana industry out in Denver that are like big names in the marijuana industry. Uh, we have chefs on our show that have decorated the white house and met martha stewart and cooked and uh, you know had uh, messages from michelle obama um, made for him i mean and i mean we have expanded our neighborhood from this one part where i was working 70 hours a week and i got inspired by a kevin smith podcast and that has turned into I'm talking to fucking Dr. Troy, who's like literally one of the coolest dudes in the fucking world. I have never met him, but he's like one of my best friends that I've never met because, you know, we have, because I listened to that one podcast. And so it's like a series of dominoes started to fall. As soon as I like listened to that podcast, it opened up something to me that's like, I, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what gives me joy. And the better you are at it, I, like it's a learning process, but the learning process is fun creating is fun and you know when you're in that like why not why not why not um you get to do cool shit like smoke weed with fucking comedians like chris and get to hang out with friends like dr detroit like you know i've met santori like maybe two times before we're like hey santori why don't you jump on the road with mary beth and just drive around the country and he's like yeah why not 
And there was somewhere like fucking Santori Project. I mean, I mean, so much has come out of, you know, why not? But uh, so much has come out of like, you know, you got to get started. And that's the hardest thing is to get started. And once you get started, man, fucking don't stop. So that was my long story. That was welcome to story then. Hey, welcome to the show, Chris. Hit the fucking ground running, man. Hit the ground running, man. How you doing, Chris? I'm all right. You're all right? Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate that. So good, family. Yes, what man. To? What are you up to tonight, Mr. Chris? Besides hanging uh, out with us, fine fellas. Hey, man, I'm chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to work tomorrow, but, you know, uh, then I got to drive to Orlando tomorrow, hang out with with, uh, with, with the doctor and uh, and his uh, Detroit family. Uh, that's it, man. I just been... Uh, been doing a lot man I got a lot of side hustles going on right now so i get off work one job and i go to another one and another one and another one and i just got home man probably about 20 minutes ago so uh had me a couple stellas uh fire in the hole and uh shit here it is I, I, well, I appreciate you coming on after we're you know working your ass off all day and you're like no 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 time out time out i got some ass left I got some ass left, so... You got a little uh, ass to give me? I got some ass left, so I, I ain't too much working off. Not too much working off, man. You got to work smart, not hard, man. I ain't with that hard work shit. Now I'm over that. Well, I'm not terribly bright, so I got to go with the work your ass off to make up for the lack of smarts. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's a pretty clever way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, kind of, you were here and you heard my story. It's like, you know, you got to just start doing stuff and you have to do a lot of stuff and you have to get better at your craft. You're a professional fucking comedian. What got you into comedy and like, what has the process been? Like, you know, how has your career changed since you first started? And like, and what made you get up on that stage for the first time? Well, you know how a lot of people always say, man, man, you funny. You should be a comedian. You're funny, man. You're funny. You know, it starts off right there, man. And then, uh, you know, I found myself, uh, you know, in Fairbanks, Alaska. And uh, everywhere I was going, everybody was saying, man, you're funny. You're funny. You're funny. You should come to this this, 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 this amateur open mic. Uh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, you win $500. Word? Where's that? <laughs> How you get there? What time? What day? What time is start? What what what, what go, what's happening? <laughs> so yeah, I went to this amateur comedy night, man. Cobug Lounge in Fairbanks downtown, and uh, man, first night rip. Second time rip. Third time bomb. How did you feel after that first bomb? I was like, what happened? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And then I remember what I did wrong, man. And, and oh, man, I have a lot of stories that, that, that led to that reason. I didn't smoke weed before I got on stage, though. <laughs> oh, man. That was your first mistake right there. Wow. I went in there being straight sober, bro. And I was like, I was like a deer in the headlights. Soon as they on spot, they, they said my name. That part was great. You know, you the adrenaline be flowing. You know you're next. You to say your name. You're like, yeah, you know, you, mm -hmm. you over there shadow boxing and shit. And, and soon, soon as you grab that damn mic, boy. <laughs> Only thing I can do after that, because, you know, like most black people, when they get bright lights in their face, you know, shit. They, oh. You're like, 
He's on the grill. <laughs> that was pretty much the second day. Uh, so, so, yeah, man. Uh, one, I thought I was being arrested by the police. And two, deer in headlights. So, I, yeah, I bombed, man. And, and like I said, I thought about it. I was like, what did I do wrong? I went over my jokes and I went over my jokes. And I'm like, it's not the jokes. It's not the storyline. It's not none of this shit. So what's the problem? And then, and you know, you always find out the the uh, the the the, uh, the answer. While what smoking weed? So I was smoking, man. I'm like, fuck. No wonder I bummed. I was, I was, ah, what the fuck? What, what's, what's wrong with me? So uh, the fourth time I went up, blew it up, blew it up, blew it up. Uh, so then I was winning so much, man. It just turned into like a. Like a like a regular like a regular Tuesday night comedy night. It wasn't even a competition anymore, man. We all we all just started doing it and 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 kind of spreading the money around, you know, so everybody could, you know, have fun doing it. And, and, and basically, what they did was got the best comics that came through there. Um, then when hey, when I left Alaska, man, uh, went to New York. Um, man, I did a uh, that's what I ran into Jimmy Fallon, man. And uh, we was doing like open mics at different places, man. A lot of, you know, it's upscale, upstate New York, Albany, man. So um, we was doing a lot of, a lot of low cut, low, low key places in the cut places, open mics, not too much of nothing. Um, because during that time, Def Comedy Jam was going on. So, you know, we was trying to figure out, damn, you know, how can we get to the city? You know, what can we do to get, in that direction mm -hmm. but uh yeah man just kept grinding i left new york and went to uh omaha nebraska and i bumped into this guy named swab bob swab bob was doing comedy man he had cats coming in uh tony schofield hope flood uh uh uh, uh oh my god man Dion cole uh um oh my god man he, there was so many comics he had coming through there and and when it, when it, when those headliners come through, um, I would open for. Them. So me meeting these guys, man, and uh, you know getting that experience. Uh, uh, Lavelle Crawford, uh, he's really that big, but he has slimmed up a whole lot based upon the many years that uh, that he has been big. But um, but yeah, man, I left uh, I left Omaha, Nebraska. And I came and I came to Florida, so I've been to Florida ever since, man. And not too much of nothing going on in Florida, man. Uh, just you know, a couple shows here and there, opening, uh, headlining. Uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing too major. But yeah, right. man, I'm still you know I still write, and uh, you know I DJ on the side, not on the side like this, DJ. <laughs> I'll be straight up, DJ. You know, so yeah. I do that, man. So anything with entertainment, man, you know what I'm saying? So shows come up. I might have to travel a little bit. And uh, we had some big things going on before the pandemic jumped off. But when the pandemic happened, that's when everything went crazy, man. You know, uh, 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 people start being uh, unpredictable. You know, I mean, who would ever thought that the White House we get uh, charged, you know, like like Wakanda Forever was charging, you know, on the field. I mean, never seen nothing like it. You know, who who would ever thought that? And I don't know why people kept saying 
that, well, you know what? If that would have been some black people, uh, uh, they would have shot everybody. They would have killed everybody as soon as they got on the floor, on the grounds of the White House. As soon as they got past uh, the visitation area, it would, they would just laid everybody down. And I was like, well, aha, uh, aha. Uh-huh. It could have been no white people because black people wouldn't have been falling for no shit like that, man. Come on. You might have barry up there like, hey, listen, we about to go over here. We're going to get together and we're going to go take what's ours and we going to the Capitol. We go into the Capitol and we're gonna uh, we're gonna charge the Capitol. All right, we're gonna charge it and uh we're gonna take what's out. Man, you'd have heard about 10,000 niggas at the same time saying up under their breath, shit. Like, I gotta work them up. I gotta go pick up my kids. I ain't, I ain't with it. I ain't, ain't signed up for this shit, Baron. Uh shit, we'll holler at you on CNN. I, 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 I'm gone. <laughs> I got, I got a, I got a question for you, man. That's because um, I'm glad uh, you brought that up, David, too. Because uh, I always, in my heart, wanted to do in my mind. I think be a comedian, but I still watch. I love just flipping through watching unknown comedians. Like I remember finding uh, Kevin Hart before he was Kevin Hart now, for instance. But I always uh, wondered about that. Like question, like for instance, you know, do you script out your sets? Or do you like piece jokes together um, and just kind of have them ready, you know? Or do you have to know the crowd first before you do? You have like different hats you pull out. Oh, this kind of crowd, I'm gonna do this. This is a, a business class crowd, or this is a hood crowd. Do you have to do all that? I tell you, man. From from my experience and the companies that I ran into, they don't give a damn what the crowd looking like. It can be all midgets and two fat dudes. And it can be a house of about 200 people. They're going to come with the same routine uh, that they know so very well. Uh, now, as far as the uh, the craft building, I mean, for example, uh, uh, Dion Cole, right? So what he'll do is he'll write his stuff down. He used to write on his hand, but he then he said his hand, you know, his hand was wet. And he'll wash all his jokes off. You know how, you know, cats be playing off. Because you know, while you laughing, you be like, yeah, they'll do one of these right here. He'll do one of these right Oh, boom. So, and you can't write a whole joke on, on from your thumb to the tip of your tip of your pointer finger. Right. You know, you, you're going to put a subject there. You know what I'm saying? You're going to put all your major subjects there, uh, one through five. Because you want to kind of go in an order to where, you know, everything is kind of lined out. You know, uh, but yeah, man, um, um, I've heard of some cats, you know, stand, stand in the mirror and go over their routine. Personally, I've never done it. Now, you know, I, I'll walk around and be like, yeah, you know, okay, okay, okay. You know, you know, be looking in the air. But as far as like looking in the mirror, looking at myself or whatever, or record myself, um, no, never even done that. Never even done. But most comics that I've ran into, um, you know, they get a subject and they kind of run their subject through their head because they, the reason why they pick that subject because they can strip it down from top to bottom. So they'll get that subject, man. And they'll say, you know what? I'll spend three minutes on this. But that three minutes can go to six, <laughs> you know, depending on their crowd. And a lot of times they don't even have to use all their, all their material because hey, that's, when that, that's when that steam... Steamroller start going and man, it's like, man, I'm, I'm hot. I can't get off now. 
but that's when you get off. You get off hot because you oh. always want them to want more. You don't want to be like you wear them out, wear them out. You know, it's almost like good sex. You get in, you get out. <laughs> have you ever been? Uh, have you ever been heckled? And and if so, you know, in general, how do you? What's a good way that you felt to deal with that? Oh man, the best. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I've definitely been heckled. Um, uh, the first time, I, you know, what's crazy? <laughs> I got heckled by the same person. <laughs> Two different nights. Wow. The first time, it was a female. Uh, first time she did it, man, it caught me off guard. And it was, uh, and you know what? As a matter of fact, that was the night I bombed. That was the night I bombed because she caught me off guard and I wasn't high. Most people, when they're high, it, I, you ask me, you know, I, yes, I might be a pathologist, but a lot of things make sense. They tend to use that part of their brain that they normally don't use, like a left-handed person would be, so to speak. Um, but when I went back, and I was high, she came back, she started heckling me, man. And, you know, again, that's when you get more analytical, you start to think more. Uh, uh, it's like a, it's almost like a flow. You know, you, you like get in the zone, man. You know, you know, once you get that tunnel vision, you would hear something, but it wouldn't even trip you up but you would just go straight into that individual that just said something. But yeah, uh, that, yeah, the second time she got me, Oh my goodness. I was so ready for <laughs> and she, after, <laughs> after the show, she came back and apologized. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm sorry about what I said to you last Hey, you know, you're pretty good. I, I wasn't prepared for that. Oh man. Look, the rest of the show was me heckling her. I mean, getting back oh. to her. I didn't even get a chance to get into my routine, man. Because, oh, my God, I was talking so much shit to her, man. <laughs> wow. But it's kind of like she called it out. She called her, herself out there, right? She. Let me tell you, when you're a heckler, man, that's what you're doing. You're calling yourself out. You're really about to put yourself on the spotlight. And <laughs> if you don't know that comment, if you don't know that comment, you never know what to expect coming back at you. That I can tell you. What drives wow. your creativity, Chris? Because you have, you know, as a comedian, you got to just keep writing jokes after jokes after jokes. Like, there's something that's driving you. Like, what's driving that creativity? I shit everyday life. I mean, you see shit, man. You be like, what the hell? And I just start texting myself shit. I'm like, I cannot believe I just seen this shit right here. I just seen a 350 pound woman pick up a dude about five four and put her in, put him. In his in her lap, and she's in one of them, 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 little, them little electronic vehicles, and they going down. He's sitting sideways like he five, and they going down the street. Come on, bro, you you can't not, not tell nobody. Uh, <laughs> you can't not not tell nobody that. You can't not not tell nobody that. Right, you can't hold that out, man. But uh, it's just stuff I see, man. I see some of the funniest shit, uh, and and honestly, man, some of the most I would say heartfelt. Uh, happenings in your life, you know. In order to survive, man, you gotta you gotta turn that that that, that sadness into a happiness, and you know you end up joking about it, you know. Mm. Yeah, one thing, Doctor Detroit, that uh, I've loved that what you've been doing lately. Uh, you just started like putting a bunch of beats and shit together, and now you're fucking collaborating with uh, singers and throwing your shit on Spotify. You can find all that stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud, but. You know, what got you 
to get that ball rolling? What got you into that, yeah. you know, getting those beads going? Man, just, uh, you know, like just like Chris, man, we started out DJing is all we had, you know, and then somebody may come with a drum machine. So it was always there. Um, Darius, our other homeboy, he gave me uh, this FL Studio application years ago. So always throughout the years, you know, anytime I get some time, I was just making stuff. But I was, you know, it, it, you know, you don't know if you want to let people hear it. A lot of times I was like, I don't know. In that regard, I can be kind of a, you know, a perfectionist at some point. But um, I just said, you know, I said, man, I really want to do this, but how do I know unless I start putting it out? So I kind of put it out slowly just to get excited by somebody liking it. Um, but I first started putting it out maybe like, uh, I think a couple years ago, as far as up on SoundCloud, because I've heard about it, but I was like, okay, let me do something with it. Cause I really want this to be something that I can feed my family with. Mm -hmm. I got to see if people like it, but I didn't really, uh, maybe like the beginning of last year, I took it a little more serious by just saying, okay, let me start open social media accounts. Let me actually start putting ads and see what it does. But um, I got to honestly say recently, after the conversation that we had on the other show, when you was like, when you guys stopped and was like, dude, what are you doing, man? You need to, you know, you guys gave me that speech. You were like, dude, you not, you need to put your shit out. And from that day, that night, I just start putting shit out and not worried about the formality. Just like put it up there, let it go. And I was like, you're right. I don't want stuff sitting on my hard drive. So I probably, yeah, I've got at least, at least I'm going to say at least about a good hundred that are just sitting there. And uh, I just been taking it serious. Actually, you know, I uh, signed up this morning um, for it's like a mentor mentorship program, um, and they teach you all about how to uh, market your own music. You go through a marketing segment, you go through a posting, and you know, I did all of that. So that your conversation to me already kind of dabbling, and I was like, now nah, I got to be taking serious and actually look at it like a job. To now just putting it out there. I think that conversation you had, man, I just was like, okay, don't judge it. Just put it out there, period. Mm. Yeah, because so. it's not going to do you any good when it's sitting on your hard drive. You know? <laughs> no, 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 not uh, at all. Will you do me a favor? Will you... Uh, I, I can't listen to your the Caddy song. I fucking... I love the oh, Caddy song right. you put out. And I can't fucking play it because according to SoundCloud, it's not available in the United States for some reason. Oh, damn. It's only, well, it's only available in Uruguay. Really? Damn. It's only available Sweden. in El Salvador. Sweden can get it probably. Uh, Czechoslovakia. Just... Yeah, when you was telling me that, I was like, how the hell did that happen? I'm actually going on here now, man. And I think it was something about that. God. It says, lean in your caddy. Not available in your country. Okay, like, so I, I just turned I just turned it on. What country? <laughs> what country are you? Is this uh, song available in? Cuba. Hey, hey, Doctor, why did you put them on Spotify, man? You didn't put them yeah. on Spotify. Yeah, it's actually on uh, Spotify too. Word. But what I did just I, it was here on, on SoundCloud as I'm on here right now. They have an yeah. option where you can pick the countries or just say worldwide, and I had worldwide unchecked. I was just so excited about posting it. I forgot that. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> I was so excited, bro. So now you gotta, I'm gonna enable it, but I'm glad you, you caught that. Your credibility uh, in Norway. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I'm looking here: Denmark, uh, Martinique, every other. I told you Denmark. Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. But but yeah, man. I'm I just before uh, my first time putting it on there. I went to uh, some site where I think it was TuneCore. That's what it was. It's like, oh, post your music up. And and sell it for ninety nine cent. I was so excited, man. 
And I think the only sale I got was myself. That's I okay. the, that was it, 99 cent. Because I was like, wow. The best investment you can make is in yourself, bro. In yourself. <laughs> And that's what I realized. It's you know, and I'm I going through that box now. of books in my car, of books that my parents bought. So, really, <laughs> who cares? Who cares who buys it? Unless somebody bought it. That's true. So but I'm I'll learning. Pay that. 99 cents to listen to your song. I don't need you because I get my shit for free. You get it free. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Free. Give us free. But it, learned, but it was cool because I had to learn. You know, like I say, it's a whole marketing game. And the good thing about it, because once I learned it, that's the very next thing I'm gonna be looking to do is like how to help other artists, you know, like stuff with, with like, for instance, with, with Crew, because he's running, you know, his own show um, for, he was in that for years on um, the blog, blog talk radio. And uh, you want to tell him a little bit about that, man? I, had, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see, hear any of those, uh, Dave, but um, we kind of had, you know, he had that running from year for some years. Um, and so now we're at this point where I was telling about you guys a show because we were both saying we don't have like the video that people want to see, you know, because um, we just had the audio. Yeah, I honestly, the, I think the pandemic for all the horrible things that it's done, it's also done some really great things. It's really yeah. Yeah. I, we wouldn't be able to have this show right now because you guys are all the way across the country. I'm in Colorado. Yeah. You know, it you know, we wouldn't be able to do half the shit. Like all our guests are because we have them because uh, we were forced to. And when you're kind of backed into a corner, that's when you like, that's when you have to find how to get out, you know? So we were doing podcasts in James's basement and they were okay. They honestly, they were okay. But as soon as we started pulling up on zoom and being able to see each other um, face to face, cause it's hard when you're like in a line of people or you're, trying to talk into one microphone it's very different so this is allowing people to like be able to like really bounce off each other but not only that like we can bring in we can expand our neighborhood and we can talk to folks in minnesota and orlando um fucking seattle uh we are able to do all this shit because you know we were forced to and then it, it just forces your creativity and then like one thing i have been saying a lot on the show is when you have uh, a pandemic, look in, in 1918, look at the Black Death, uh, or this is kind of turning into a history lesson. Look at all the art that ha is created while everybody's locked down, everybody's in their house, nobody wants to go out, nobody can go out. So all you are, you're in your house and all you have is your thoughts and your creativity. And that's how you're going to get through to the next day, to the next day, to the next day is just being creative. And now we're starting to see the all the creativity that has been blossoming for the last year. Everybody, like, I've written two books. John, you're fucking throwing up some sick beats. Chris, I don't know you, but I know you're doing fucking some great artistic <laughs> shit. Everybody, everybody the, who is an artistic person, they are creating art. Those who are, like, mathematicians or astronomers, they are like, they're coming up with new theories. Everybody who's been locked down is coming up with something new. People are, um, you know, the pandemic has distilled people down to like, what makes me happy in life? Um, our uh, our co-host Mel, she left a high paying job because she hated it. She wanted to do something more for her life. And so she's going back to school and she's gonna do um, therapies. Um, she's gonna be a therapist. Fuck dude, I mean, people are leaving their jobs that they've, you know, they thought that they, that's the only they could do in their life was just work this nine to five fucking job. And then they're like, 
I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do something that fulfills myself. And yeah. so I think, uh, you know, I, I love podcasting. I love smoking weed. I love talking um, pop culture. I love talking to comedians. I love comedians. Um, you know, I love comedians like other people like rock stars. Okay. Um, I love talking to you guys. I like, you know, fucking, I like writing and that's what I want to do. Then that's what it has been. It's all been distilled. That's where I get the most enjoyment. I don't make a lot of money, but I'm still having fun and it's giving me fulfillment. So that's, that's, that's nice. Oh, I love that, man. That, that is true. I'm glad you put that history in there because uh, um, I, I forgot the name of it, but it's like uh, we were down here at the flea market and it's, uh, I'm getting the, actually she's Chinese, but, uh, but it was like an art as she does all these intricate details with uh, paper, but she has a little razor. So she draws it, but the way she cuts it, it's like a 3D effect, right? So I was just interested talking about it. And so she gave me the whole story, but basically the, the point she made was that she was like, all of this intricate art, she was showing me some more expensive stuff that was really old, but she said, it, because it was no TV, it was no internet, it was no people, um, and, they, and it wasn't like you didn't have the industrial revolution, so you got so much art because that's what it was. People had time to art, you had to, to do art, and then you had the philosophers because they had nothing but time to think, to contemplate. So, but later, when you had all these distractions, people, I got to go to this job. I got to be not, you know, all of these demands, it, it shuts down your inner creativity because you're now just being like, you're just serving whatever, you know, the world is saying to do to make money. But he was, it, it makes sense. So this, this happens and makes society back away from the demands of the world. And you go, when that happens, you go inside yourself. And I think, mm, I think that's where we're supposed to be coming from. I think the world is the planet or whatever we want to call it. I think it's calling out for like, what's inside of you? Because most people get up. They're not spending any time inside of their stuff, they getting up and doing what someone is asking them to do for money because, you know, they kind of pay bills and stuff, but maybe this needed to happen and in, in, not in a negative way, but Absolutely. maybe, you know, to bring people back to their, to their self. You know? Chris, hey, you, hey, you're talking about creativity, man. Uh, I mean, on, on a talented level. So, I mean, you know, I'm in Florida, man. I'm in Clearwater, St. Pete. So you look at all these architects, man, now, all this stuff they're building, man, man, they're building buildings in the shape of an S. I want this building to curve like a snake because I want everybody to know I did it. Yeah. And you're like, wow, who would have ever thought that they was going to put a high rise right, right there where that half yeah. house used to be at? But yeah, man, it's like, uh, like you said, man, people are being... They using their brains more to, to, to try to figure out how another way I can make money. Cause hmm. the way I've been making money, like like you said, bro, I don't want to make money like that no more. I want to make money another kind of way. Cause when this way ain't the way I want to do it. I'm with you. That's that's just being real. I'm with you, man. And and uh, that's my inspiration is to come from this. You and me and Cruz, you know, you and I keep each other inspired all the time. And we just been, you know, we we stepped out and doing some things, and we were just like, yeah, man. We got it. We got to do it. We got all these ideas. We got this talent. And we were just talking about that because it's just him and I. And then Cruz got other cats, man, that he's been done with, you know, uh, shout out to um, uh, Homeboy that's been doing plays. And so so he's connected with a lot of things. But it was like, yeah, man. how do we get our thing going? You know, and it's what you said. I'm like, now, yeah, I'm, I'm working with my goal and, and my it's not just a dream. It's a reality. Like I found today, I actually sat down and talked to some people 
about it. I was like, it's just a reality. I was like, I've got a few streams and a couple of bucks. I said, but I want to be able to do this, help my other people and get up every morning and do this. And he broke it down to me in a, in a hour and a half phone call to say, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a reality. And just to be real with the numbers, I wasn't talking about making the millions of dollars. I said, man, I want to be able to replace my income. Just tell me realistically. And he did. He said, okay, based on the followers you had, and he did all of the math. But he said, yeah, realistically, within the next six to 12 months, you can pull in three grand a month. I said, okay, that's, you know, that's not a million dollars. I said, but you telling me I can realistically do that within six to 12 months on just music and marketing online. I said, if I can do that, I can just keep, you know, I can, once I open that door, I just work harder or multiply them and then let other people do it. So he just told me that was realistic. That way it wasn't no pie in the sky. Like, oh, you're going to make a million dollars online. He gave me real numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need no. someone like that. You need someone that, you know, because I, I want to be the next Stephen King, but the chances of that happening are slim. But I need, you know, I, and I'm still desperately looking for that mentor to, like, to take me under the wing and, like, this is how it's done. Like, I'm still, like, even with the podcasting, like, I'm learning stuff on my own. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I'm doing master classes and shit, and I'm trying to do it, you know, I, and I, I desperately want that, like, mentor. Um, but, you know, the more I learn, the more I can, you know, pass it on. So I, I'm going through the trials and tribulations right now, starting a small business, starting um, a podcast network, part, starting a production company, um, doing, you know, writing my own books and getting that shit published. Like I am, I am setting the stage for like, you know, being able to teach people along the way. Um, but Chris, I want to tell you, like, was there like a mentor that you had that like, you know, as you were coming up through the comedy game, I'm sure you had like one or two dudes that like, you know, you know, dude, this is how you, you need to do it. This is what you need to do. This is the work you need to put into it. Man, I tell you, uh, really, it was just other uh, other comedians, man, around me. You know, um, you know, I have my I have my set laid out. You know, and, and it, to me, is exactly how I think it should flow. But I'm always open for criticism. So, you know, I do a set, man, and uh, you know, some you know anybody that's real. And a lot, and in my case, there was always somebody there that would either say, "Hey, man, uh, you know, you should you should do this instead of that," uh, or, you know, when you talked about that, uh, you should use that, you know, that stool, you know, or the microphone, because you know, I wasn't really into using what they call props, you know, you know, with my storylines. But a lot of my storylines had stuff that I could actually use a prop for. But you know, uh, but but that was probably one of the most things that I kind of started doing, you know, because I was just up there, just me and the mic. But then, man, man, I started using towels. I started using bottles. I started using uh, 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 stools, uh, uh, the mic cord, the mic stand. And, but, you know, and, and Swan Bob actually told me that in, in Omaha, Nebraska. Me up to Swan Bob. Um, but yeah, man, because uh, uh, like a lot of my company was all visual. You know, I, I, I pretty much take you to a place and you be like, damn, dude, when you told that story, dude, it felt like I was like right there watching that shit. So, uh, you know, uh, when he gave me that pointer, man, that just gave me a lot more confidence other than just be you and the mic. Because you got to be real damn funny to just be there, just just you and that microphone, man. But all my mentors, man, was always the guys that was around me, man. You know, and, and, and family, because, boy, family would definitely let you know. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> my dad's the most honest guy in the world when it comes because he edits my my books and so he'll be like 
man, this is not good. Like, oh, oh, this man. isn't, you know, like you, I could tell you're not doing a good job at this part. Right. Like, thanks, dad. I appreciate it. No, but he, my dad, like, loves my shit. Yeah. But he'll be, he's very honest. Like, if something's not good, he'll be yeah, very right. And that's what you need. You need that kind of feedback, man. You can't yeah. have everybody just fucking sucking you off yeah. and, like, yeah. everything's great. No, you need to have somebody who will <laughs> say, like, that was not good. You need to work yeah. that. I don't ever do that again. Please, for the love of God, don't ever fucking say that again. Don't ever. So you need that person in your life. And, you know, it's hard when you have family because family, I don't like my mom is the the most supportive person in the world. And I know your moms are all the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And then when she's like, baby, you're, you're it was amazing. Great set. You're like, are you, is she saying that because she's my mom or is she saying that because she's an objective observer and I was producing a good thing. So, right. um, my dad makes no bones. He's like, no, that, that show was not good. Like, I appreciate not, that. Your dad writes too? Say again? Is your dad write also? It's like um, writing in your family? No, or, he, or you well, he used to write back in the day. He, my dad and I you know, have a lot of parallels, which is weird to say because we butted heads a lot when I was younger. Because I, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, we just were hot tempered fucking Italian dudes, but the older I got and, you know, I knew that I knew this is bound to happen. The more parallels him and I have, like, you know, he's a creative person. He loves music. He loves writing. You know, he loves animals. And it's like, you know, I never really appreciated that when I was younger because we were too busy button heads all the time. But now that I'm older, um, and I'm, pre- you know, he wanted to be a writer. He wanted to be a musician, but he never did. He never took that that step, that first step. And I think what's really bonded us, and why he's so excited to be involved in in my editing and stuff, is because it's something I took that step that he always hesitated. Like, and he then all of a sudden time went by and he never had his chance. Um, and so now he, you know, I'm doing that, the stuff that he kind of wanted to do. And my dad loves weed too. So we bond over that too. All right, nice. uh, my, my parents are actually, y'all <laughs> weed brings the world together, Chris. It brings the world together. Um, and that's just, it's another thing that my dad and I can bond over. I mean, like talking about good weed, talk, you know, talking about the books and movies and, and music and shit. I mean, it's completely redefined our relationship. And I really appreciate that. Um, and I, and I really, I really think it's because, you know, I took that, that step that he always hesitated against. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's good, man. Um, that is. That y'all found the common ground. Uh, the only common ground that me and uh, my dad was, uh, had was, uh, you know, I whoop your ass, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got plenty of that. But that that's, that's what the biggest thing I think is, uh, like you said, when, you got your, that support. Like I say, you know, we know mama and aunties and, you know, we got uncle stuff. Certain people found they're going to be like, oh, yeah, good job, baby. Good job. But uh, and nothing is about my family at all. I mean, my, my family, all blue collar. But I do remember real young, uh, I was either one and I used to say, hey, mama, back to the comic books, I'm going to start this business here. It was Olympic Sales Club. It was back of, back of the 1970s comics, whatever. But you'd sell like... Uh, uh, greetings cards and you win these prizes or whatever and I would sit at the table like I'm a little businessman and he's like boy you better put that crap down and pick up your books then when DJing came out I wanted turntables but I couldn't so I got my grandmother's and my aunt's old you know the old record players and then I somehow wired them both together 
they weren't like they were just old record players. Big wooden thing in my room, and another one was a piece of another one. So it was DJing, and I'm like, Mom, look at me. I'm gonna be DJ, whatever. Said, like, boy, unplug that shit. And she was, <laughs> yeah, go get them books. And so for that was just something I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just keep this as my little hobby because this is not nobody in my family understood that we had no entrepreneurs. Everyone was blue collar. So anything creative wise or anything, except my grandfather. Later, I found out he was a blues singer and musician but um the church that he joined they were against it and he gave it up and i found out the story behind that but he used to go and sing very wow. good he and so anyway that was the only creative person that i identify with but we never talked about music it was a piano in the house but you know he wow. never talked about it so a lot of those things i kept to the side because i didn't have anybody around me other than my friends saying you know, to say, okay, yeah, baby, what do you, what do you, you know, what do you need? Do you need to buy you another turntable? Hey, do you want to go here? They went bad. It's just when I talked about being an entrepreneur and DJ, all this creative stuff was in me as a kid, but I tucked it away because I didn't get like the support and approval that I, I guess I thought I should get and then nothing against him. But later as I got out and I had people like yourself, Cruz, like, man, that was a badass beat, man, you should do something. Then I started saying, okay, my family didn't understand. Let me get in the circle of people who are going to just tell me if it's good. And I should keep doing it. Um, and, that's your, and that's your family too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because we're, we're not blood, you know, we're just as family. Like we'll, I'll, I'll tell you if something's not good or I'll celebrate that's, it when it's good, when it's like really good. And, you know, yeah. I'll be there to. I appreciate you know, it. And I know Cruz <laughs> is doing the same thing. It's like, you know, we want to see you succeed because if you succeed, then we succeed. That's right. Like, you know, we're, we're all in this together. And so, and, and that's like the definition of a family. It's like, we're all in this together, the good, the bad, you know, we're going to tell it like it is. Uh, yeah, and then we're going to grow. We're going to keep, and we're going to support each other no matter what. So. I love it. You know, I yeah. love it. Yeah, John, knows, John knows with them tracks, man. If I hear some whack shit, he knows. Oh yeah. He goes. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, you could just delete that bitch style all back over. Like, like, don't ever like, play that again. Like, uh, you must have smoked some damn uh, uh, some, uh, some, some backyard Brandon Boogie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got his ways of letting you know. If I'd be like, hey, man, uh, I got these three tracks. What about track one? Uh, what, let, me, let, me go, what, let me talk about track two. I don't know about track one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what about track one? We said track three, or he, you know, he got, or he, if I'm with him, he'll make a face, or he's, I uh, play it. Hey, you like this, and he'll change the subject, like let me know. I ain't, it ain't got my attention. <laughs> you see the game last night? I'm like, man, I'm playing my song. Hey, you see the game? You see LeBron? <laughs> so I love that though. I'd rather you guys tell me something that's whack than to let me go out there and look stupid. You know what I'm saying? Because I trust y'all's opinion. So that's, that is valuable that I got people like yourself close to me to be like, no, nah, I don't think you should do that one. Or, hey, you may want to add a little this or whatever. I'd rather, you know, like I say, as a family, y'all tell me, then get out there and somebody laughing at me or waste my time putting some money into something that's whack. So I love that. I, I, I don't like being a yes man. And I honor people who can, you know, I love that, you know, because this is, it's about, you know, I want my art to be the best. That, I, that it can be you know yeah and, and we we and there's a bond between folks like us the you know yeah. i've never met you chris like this is the second time i've ever met you but like we've bonded because we're we're fucking we're hustlers man we're we're grinders and we're hustlers and that binds me and dr detroit it binds us to santori and to james like it takes a lot of work to do this it's a lot of fun but it's it's a lot of fucking grinding it's a lot of putting in a lot of time it's a lot of failure you know like last night so 
I have a quick story. Like you have to deal with the failure because that's the only way you can really truly grow. So like last night we had the man of mystery. Like we've been trying to get this dude on for like two weeks, technical difficulties last week. I finally got him on. He did. He fucking blew me away with his jokes and his magic set. And I realized about a third of the way to half of the way that my, because my internet, my internet knocked me off of my uh, zoom. It stopped recording. So I lost his whole fucking performance from last night and there's nothing there's literally nothing i can do like and, and that was a big mistake because i was so into his jokes and shit that i never saw that it, it didn't uh record again so uh i mean like there's a you have to fail there's there's a lot of failure um, but the only way to to grow is to fail you know you're gonna have your successes um at the beginning it's a lot more failure than successes but eventually those successes start overtaking those failures and then you just kind of grow on those and you know you need those people behind you that like will pat your back like yeah that was pretty stupid what you did but you know you're all right and you know just keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah. that was pretty- uh, I, I love it man another thing too i was telling Cruz about even about this show man like and who who the someone was telling me no the other uh guy um that helped me with the with the video. Um, you know, shout out to Alton, man. He uh he was talking the same thing, man. Because you know, we were both, you know, same mentality, creative. He he's a chef, but he's like, man, I love cooking and all of that. But he really when the videos, he, he's invested in it, and that's who helped do the editing and whatnot. But he realized, he said, Man, I realize there's so much work to editing. And I realized I cannot in my head, he thought he could. He said, but I can't do everything by myself. He said, You need you need help. And I said, you know, you know, you're right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So I was telling crew, I said, man, you know, people like, I was like, with well, my high podcast, like James and David, man, they have a platform, you know, they established. And I was like, you know, it's about connecting with people that are already on that path and then seeing what you can bring to it and you collaborate. Because I was like, I would totally, it would take me 10 years if I tried to do from scratch to create a podcast, build an audience, and then try to do all of that shit by myself. So I started realizing that, did not try to do everything by myself. Start linking up with people and collaborating with people that are doing things that are in line and they come to the table to offer something. Like you said, make it win-win. That's what I'm excited about because it's going to speed time up. You know, we don't have to try to reinvent something that's there. We just link up with folks that are doing it mm-hmm. and, and come to some, bring something to the table, and then it becomes a party. You know, absolutely. Every Friday is a party at the Mount High Podcast. <laughs> there we uh, go. And that's one thing that we also because of zoom and because of quarantine, like we've been able to expand Truckee Pacific from the mile high podcast to, you know, Santori. But now I, you know, I've got to, to meet you, Chris. I got to meet a man of mystery because of Santori. I mean, like, and we're, we have an established platform. So we have all that stuff. We have the, the zoom account. I have the, all the editing software. So like now we're just kind of like, Hey, let's try to find creative people to put on the, sh- on the show. Like I'll help you guys, put it together but it's your show santori it's a hundred percent santori show i don't I, i'll give them pointers like you know don't have that guy on again who was right. like you know making <laughs> you know gay jokes like let's not do that right, let's not no. have that guy on anymore right. but like you know let santori do his thing let because santori flourishes when he's allowed to be himself you okay. guys flourish when you're allowed to you you can use your own voice you can do whatever you want like we have new comedians that are coming on and we just want you guys to like do what you want. What's going to make you happy? What's going to make you creative? And we'll throw it up there. You know, 
you know, just don't be racist and don't, you know, make gay jokes when, and we'll have you on the show and we'll do all the, we'll help you get set up and, you know, lead nice. you along. And, you know, we're not here to make money really. You know, if you make a million dollars on, if Santorio makes a million dollars on his podcast, that's a million dollars that he made on his podcast. And if he throws us a nickel, then we're grateful <laughs> for it because we want him to be successful. And if any of you guys are successful, you know, Dr. Troy, like if you fucking blow up and you know, are the next, uh, you know, little not sex or something. Uh, I mean, like, you know, right. you will come along and our, right. you know, your success, you know, we'll be able to, you know, be yeah. excited for your success. And, yeah. you know, we better be a part of your entourage if that's the case. Oh, man. that's, that's automatic. I'm, I'm going to be your fucking traveling entourage. Oh, automatic. I wouldn't have it no other way. Cause like I said, I'm learning, you know, pulling in my networks of people closer and building on them. Network. But, Network. But just to have like that, you know, I'm, I'm just being around other creative people make me feel like I ain't crazy. Cause I'll be like, is it only me? You know, is it only right? Yeah. But now I'll I, I cruise and he'll hit me up. I got this idea for this. Or he'll tell me a joke in the middle of the day or he'll, you know, like, wow, these are people that are thinking. So I'm like, okay, it's not just me walking around with shit in my head. It's other people <laughs> that, that are creative. So, you know, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. And uh, yeah, definitely, man. You know, what we can bring to the table, let, let us know. I know. Uh, I showed a little the pilot, but I was like, I was inspired by seeing what you guys do. So uh, I'm definitely going to polish some things up and have something solid. And then, you know, definitely share it with you and give that feedback. Yeah. When and you then, do, you know, come back on, let's premiere it on the show. Like you'll be yeah. co-hosting a bunch. So let's do that. The premiere. When we're done here, I'm actually going to go have a beer with Nicole, who is our the comedian that I literally met in a uh, Facebook chat group. And invited onto her show, and she ended up being a cool as fuck person who I'm trying to desperately get onto our Truckee Pacific network. And I'm gonna have a beer, even though she's from Chicago. She came to Colorado. She oh. you know, stayed with James last night because James is like the nicest guy ever, and a lot of fucking people he's never met before just stay at his house. Oh, and cool. Now she's at a stand open the mic night. She's fucking hustling too. You know, you know she's being creative. Wow. She's hustling. You know, she is one of us. She's one of our neighborhood, and that's. Uh, one thing I, I truly love about what uh, we've accomplished over the last couple of years. So nice. It was James address. Cause if I know anybody's <laughs> going to get kicked out, uh, they just get a one way damn bus ticket to damn what Denver, uh, whatever city and just, just show up in front of James doorstep. And say, hey, uh, I'm here for open mic. What's, what's funny, dude. It's like, you say that kind of as a joke, but literally if you showed up on his fucking doorstep, he would be like, yeah, come, wow. on. come on in. That's, That's cool. the kind of guy James is. You know? He's a so, cool guy. I love that about James <laughs> and, and Mel. They're they're fucking genuinely nice people, and their yeah. their parents raised them correctly. My parents raised me great. Uh, yeah. So, well, I, I, I whenever you're you in Denver, man, I'll give you James's address. Just show up. And show, we'll show up. No advance notice <laughs> right. necessary. Just show up. I will say nothing. He'll be like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. I said, I'm here for open mic. Tell me three jokes. <laughs> you, know you got two minutes to make me laugh. <laughs> I'm going back in the house. <laughs> uh, that's what's up, man. All right. We actually, we pulled, not only do we pull an hour out of the show, Dr. Troy, we, we're we like uh, an hour and like 10 minutes almost. So we, we, uh, we're nice. doing a pretty damn good job. So okay. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to fucking just throw up one of either the caddy song or you know the newest beat that you just finished up i want to hear that and then we're gonna uh we're gonna i'm gonna ask you guys a couple trivia questions and then we're wrapping up for the night so we'll 
know, I want to hear some beats for uh, Okay. Oh, I appreciate hey, that, hey, man. Hey, play something like a crip walk, too. Uh, I don't know. Have y'all got, have you guys heard the, uh, I did it. <laughs> I did a, uh, you know, a James Bond uh, spy music theme. I don't know if you if you guys heard it yet. Uh, I, I posted it. All right, we'll we share it. Let me go ahead and share it. And let me know when you. Uh, this one is on uh, SoundCloud, by the way. Let me make sure. Let me know if you guys hear it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. This is called Spy Music. It's totally instrumental. I'm hoping I can get it placed with uh, the next James Bond film. Here it goes. share that man it, it definitely it's on uh it's on youtube i'll actually go and uh i'll put the link up here you know but uh yeah man just continue to be inspired by by you guys on, on that man and I, and that's why I, I look at too you gotta see okay did they like it i gotta see with Cruz, all you gotta do is watch his face if he start moving <laughs> you're like okay i got him if his head start moving but if he just still and he look to the side just turn it off if he, if he does this thing like if he mm, if he yeah just just turn it on like, oh uh, no i lost him yeah he gonna say yeah save you that embarrassment that way he ain't gotta tell you, you just look at right <laughs> all right uh, yo, let me give you guys a couple of uh comedian trivia questions and then uh, i want you to plug whatever it is you want to plug and let's uh get on with our night so all right this first question is for you mr christopher crew this legendary comedian starred with Gene Wilder in the 1980 movie about two innocent men doing time for bank robbery. Who is this? Oh, Lord. Say it ain't so. <laughs> uh, he's right back there on the wall. Uh, Mr. Richard Pryor. There it is. There it is. All right. Too easy for you. Too easy. This con- uh, Dr. Troy, this one's for you. This controversial comedian was a former evangelical preacher who performed the darker side of comedy. He was notorious for shouting and going on diatribes with his humor. Who is this? Oh, wow. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. I oh, forgot. oh, man. What's his name? Oh, uh, man. Can you say, I was just thinking something. You shot. Uh, uh, uh. Is it Bobcat Goldthwait? No. Close, though. Close. Close. Oh, man. 
got the same hair. Um, what was his name, man? Oh. He was on Sam Kennison! Yes! Yeah, oh, that's right. Sam yeah, Kennison. Yeah, 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 He's yeah, always yeah. had the, the, the long coat and the hat. Oh, the long trip. Always, yeah, like he gonna blow something up. Yep. Wow. That's him, yeah. Sam oh, Kinson. man. Sam Kinson. That's one, that was one comedian. Like, my, my parents let me watch Eddie Murphy Raw, which was way be i was nine years old and they're like yeah that's fine and it would like blew me away like why did my parents let me watch this that's but amazing never let me watch sam kinison so that was, sam kinison was one of the ones like i had to catch up later on like hey murphy raw that's fine that's amazing uh, yeah my parents are yeah. very liberal um chris this one's for you one of my favorite comedians was a regular on in living color he starred in a 1994 movie about two intellectually challenged friends one more than the other who is this Oh man, I don't know. Was it Damon or Sean? Yeah, hear the last part he said about the movie. Last one hit. Is either Damon or Sean? But you hear the movie part he said at the end, though. Like yeah. the, oh, the name of the movie. Oh, my no, buddy. no. Well, not the name, but the, he gave the hint about the mo- the movie that the comedians starred in. They're intellectually intellectually challenged friends. He was the only, like, one of the only white guys on In Living Color. Oh, intellectual challenge, friend. Oh, uh, what's his name? Oh, shoot, man. Uh, uh, James, Jim, Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, man. Jim Carrey, bro. Oh, he's fucking classic, man. All right, Dr. Detroit, this one's for okay. you. Here is a former member of Saturday Night Live. He had an autobiographical show in the mid two thousands about his childhood. Who is he? Shit! Oh, Everybody hated oh. him for some reason. Wow! Come on, bro. And he had it. Oh man, I can't get. It. I need one more hint. Okay, uh, they lived in. Uh, they, they lived in Brooklyn. He is producing the new Saw movie that's coming out next week. See, I'm missing. I'm way behind. Wow. Oh, man. I if I, when that. I tell you this, dude, you... I'm he's going to jump in the bathtub with all the clothes up. Oh, right. man. And he's on Saturday Night Live. People Christopher Crew, save him. for save I him. Know. All right, I'm going to pass it. I'll pass it to, to Crew. <laughs> all right. Hey, who you actually are looking for is... Uh, hold on. I forgot what the question was. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on. What the question was? What was the question again? He was a former member of Saturday Night Live who had an autobiographical show in the oh! mid by him. Oh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates oh, Chris. Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. I was gonna say Terry Crews and Tachina Arnold, but oh. I, yeah, I really got that one either. And, and you said he's producing, like producing. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he produced and in starring in the new Saw movie with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson's in the new Saw movie. Oh, That's it's, really, yeah. it's really going to take a turn. I was but, wondering. Yeah. I, I thought they was in because they went to seven. I got them all here when we love them here. It so I thought end. it was over. It ain't ending. I thought right, it was I got, over. I got one more okay. for each of you. Uh, all Chris, right, cool. Which comedian is famously known for saying the seven forbidden words? <laughs> Eddie Murphy. No. The seven forbidden words. 
Dr. Troy, you can get the you can get the win or uh, the steal on this one. The seven forbidden words. Um Dang, man. Oh! The, the seven words are shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. <laughs> who came up, who is the one who came up with the seven words you can never say? Oh. Shit. Oh, I know this one already. Ah! All right. Well, I, I, I do a blank. Really? All right. Go ahead, Christopher Crew. Bill Cosby. No. Oh. Can, <laughs> do you, do you ever, I'm sorry, man. Do, do you think Bill Cosby got up there and said, like, cunt, cocksucking motherfucker? My bad. I'm thinking. Oh, that. My bad. I'm thinking. Oh, cocksucking uh, motherfucker and tits. <laughs> Like, no, I'm man. Thinking, what? I, I heard the question wrong, man. I, I'm thinking, uh, uh, because uh, uh, Bill Cosby's son went to see Eddie Murphy, and Bill Cosby called Eddie Murphy and told Eddie Murphy that you cannot say Phil Florin, Florin, Phil, Phil Florin. But he, but he ain't never gonna say the word. He, but he never <laughs> wow. Who? So the answer to the question is George Carlin. George Carlin. Oh. oh. Cause he raw, he, yeah, he raw as hell, but he's funny though. Oh he, man, he's like, so he's, he tell it like, like it is. I should have thought of that. Uh yeah, because oh, I would. Wow, oh, that dude was something serious, man. Oh man, yeah, George Carlin. Hey, huh? he was actually the first white guy I heard curse as a comedian. Yeah, and he was always he he's always bringing some some true shit, you know. When he when he talks to, it'd be funny, but he, you know, he would talk about stuff going on in, in the world. I, I love it, man. Well, I should have thought of that. Cause yeah, he he don't hold no punches, man. He just say, oh no, he, he would just say whatever. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Uh, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, oh man, uh, Robert Robert Williams, man. Same thing, man. He mm. would cuss, he would cuss up a storm, man. Oh yeah, would say all kinds of shit. What? You'd be like, damn, where you learn how to cuss like that? Yeah, I know. Hang, I mean, even hanging out in my neighborhood. Yeah, I didn't know it because I knew him always as Mark from Mork and Mindy when I first was introduced to him. I had never saw his stand up. Then later, I saw his work. But man, I seen his first stand up. Man, I had no idea who he was. I mean, like I would—he was not the Mark from Mindy dude when I see his right, first right, 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 right. Because right. he was raunchy as hell. He talking about <laughs> sex and everything. I was like, he he threw me off. I was like, uh, man, he is yeah. on edge. What? Yeah, I want to give up to Rob Robert because Rob Robert's been killing all these questions. He's he got all of oh Rob Robert. Wow, I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't no uh, bet on the line because I'd have been in trouble. George Carlin, that's good. I got one more question for you guys, and then let's plug our shit and let's get out of here. Um, All right. As of 2019, because Google will not give me the answer for 2020 uh, because like 2020 didn't exist or something. As of 2019, who is the highest paid comedian? Oh, wow. Highest paid. Oh, damn. Did Rob Robert get 19, it yet? 19. <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, Kevin Hart, man. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's all over the place on screen. Yeah, that's, yeah, I had to say that. It's a so, trip, man. Yeah. yeah. He um, made $59 million. Jeez. So I made $37 in book sales last quarter. So I'm <laughs> there well you go. away that $59 million 
37 million coming. Million on the way. Uh, so the rounding up the top five, uh, Kevin Hart was number one at 59 million. Jerry Seinfeld at 41 million. Jim Gaffigan, who's one of my favorite comedians. I don't know if you guys watch him. I love him. Uh, $30 million. Trevor Noah from The Daily Show, $28 million. And Sebastian Maniscalco, who not a lot of people know his name, but if you see his stand-up act, it's, it's really hilarious. So uh, yeah. Gabriel Iglesias, $22 million. Amy Schumer, $21 million. Terry Fader, who is a uh, ventriloquist, uh, who actually won America's Got Talent. I think the first one. Uh, eight and nine are both ventriloquists. Jeff Dunham is number nine at 15 million. And then one of my personal favorite comedians, Aziz Ansari, rounds out the top 10 at 13 million dollars. So, thank you guys so much for being with us tonight. Um, yes, sir. Mr. Uh, Chris Crew, do you have anything that you want to plug tonight? No, Hawk and Fresh. It was good being here, man. Good to see you. Hey, I like the hat, man. Pretty dope. Uh, I know your hat collection. You got like what, 60 hats? Oh, I got a lot of hats. You wear, yeah, you wear one every uh, day for 60 days. You rotate back all over again. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, one love, man. I appreciate it, brother. I have like 30 hats and one pair of underwear. I don't know how that works. Out. There you go. It's, we don't, we don't, they don't see the underwear. They see the hat. So exactly. You know, they, they don't know. <laughs> all right, Dr. Troy, what are you, what are you selling these days? Oh man, I'm going to keep pushing the uh, audio side of brand um, and taking your advice to continue to push some music. Um, with my new mentor, I've been challenged to put out a release one per month. Uh, so that's going to be my new goal starting next month. And it's going to be, uh, try to broaden you know the the genre of music so that's what i'll be doing man pushing the audio side uh, also linking up with crew we're going to look to get uh some local um locations some sets set up man we really want to keep him up on the stage man and get him going so it's going to be focusing on that and then working with crew to get the comedy set off the ground yeah that's what we're going to be focusing on yep put in work Put in yes, the work. Got to hustle. <laughs> yes, Grind sir. and hustle. That is, that's what uh, it is these days. All right, man. So uh, obviously I'm hawking Caldera. I, I, this book is great. I love this book so much. Um, it's available on Amazon. It's uh, uh, an audio book on Audible. Uh, please, you know, go and support local authors. Uh, it's a real fun book to read. Um, so I'm doing that. Uh, next week, my High Podcast is taking a week off. And then on the 28th, we have Mel, Chef David Bondarchuk, and Nicole Gorey. Uh, we are rounding out our month of comedy with our mid-season finale. Uh, we are going to be talking about our favorite uh, comedy movies. And uh, that's going to be a great time. So that's going to be on the 28th. Uh, and then, like I said, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going For the month of June, we're uh, Santori and I are coming up with a, a new uh, Spotify-exclusive podcast that <laughs> It's all about deep diving uh, our favorite albums. It's called uh, Santorian Hawk uh, Album uh, Deep Dive. It's a very creative title. Um, but we're talking about our favorite albums and we're going to we do a deep dive research into it. And we talk about the making of the albums and why it's so special to us. So uh, we're going to be putting that out in June. And then I'm going up to Portland and Seattle mm. and to Bend, Oregon to the last blockbuster. And I'll be doing some remote videos from up there from a high podcast so uh june we're going to be off of doing shows but we're going to be still be doing a lot of stuff so uh make sure you are liking and subscribing on youtube uh, a lot more of our content is going to be straight up on youtube because fuck facebook i got kicked off of facebook so a big reason wow. why this is a youtube exclusive because i got kicked off of facebook for a comment that i didn't even post 
like I wrote it and then the thing popped up like are you sure you want to post this I'm like no you're right I don't want to post this and I deleted it and they're like yeah we're gonna kick you off anyway because you you intended to be mean to somebody who deserved to be uh, mean to uh so fuck Facebook so okay. um you know you're gonna see a lot more stuff going to YouTube for us so make sure you like and subscribe and uh that's pretty much it guys i really appreciate you guys coming on you know chris it's yeah, such a pleasure to to meet you and talk to you uh, you know i'm so inspired by you because man you you're fucking in the game and you're working hustling now i want to get to where you are right now man so thank you so much for coming it, on. Man. yeah man so, yeah man. that's it yeah and, and dr troy man it's always fun talking to you man i yes, love talking sir. to you you always make me feel better about myself after living. So, <laughs> hey, likewise, brother. <laughs> Same here, bro. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. You have a good night. Thank yes, you. sir. Appreciate you, bro. All Thanks, right, guys. brothers. Take it easy. Bye. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.